we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, well, bitching people out and not having them even realize that they've been bitched out is annoying. So we're just going to go ahead and bitch everybody out because that's entertaining sometimes. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's S-H-U-J-I-N. Yes, I'm back from my vacation. I needed it. And it's one of those situations where I really didn't want to admit to myself that I needed some time off. Go fig. I know. I know. I'm not 39 anymore. Whatever. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the highly truncated um, collection of, of hosts tonight, because um, reasons, from uh, out somewhere in the Midwest of the U.S., where, actually, I didn't even ask, is it even snowing or raining, or what What the hell is it doing uh, for you out there, Bridget? It's raining really, really hard, and we have flash flood warnings, and it's supposed to continue raining hard for the next couple of days, and get up in the mid-60s, and then we're supposed to have snow. Uh, by the end of the week. Um, so, yay. <laughs> My finances love this. Ew. I know. Somebody Every time the, we have swings like that, we get tornadoes, and my sinuses just scream. Excuse me. Um, literal tornadoes? Yeah. In the middle of December? Uh, January? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not real frequent, but when the temperature gets up to 66 or 70, and then you have a really strong cold front come through, yeah. That's great. By the way, for those of you that are watching live, yeah, I kind of forgot to put my hat on before we get started. So let me go ahead and do that because, you know, these guys have got their red hats and well, I got my blue one because, um, uh, kids cover your ears for the next three seconds. Fuck cancer. That's that's kind of gonna be a, a that that's our one for tonight. Uh, although we and, mag be, and maggots suck. Yeah, and uh, we will be uh, we will be making reference to that line uh, part of the time tonight. We've already yeah. talked about it off air, and we're, we'll touch on it in a little bit. As far as where everybody is at the moment, Dallin at the moment is uh, he's not feeling real great, so he's kind of stepped off. I don't remember if Unreno Tech was going to be busy tonight off the top of my head, because I didn't really double check. Uh, so I, I don't know. Joe has been busy and sickly, but uh, he's okay. So he probably isn't going to show, but I, I sent the thing over his way. And as far as Joseph is concerned, well, he's uh, um, he's probably been busy and tired with everything that's been going on for him. So either that or he's on the run from the feds. So, you know, in, in any case, you know, we, we, we wish you well, man. For anybody that's wondering, this, <laughs> this is my good thermos. Uh, I was given this uh, as a Christmas gift last year. Double insulated. Okay. This thing keeps stuff hot. Oh. Uh, speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. Bonjour. Bonjour. Ça va? Ça va, ça va. That's good enough for me from Paris, France. Uh, Joseph, good morning. We were just talking about you. you. <laughs> Where is everybody? Are we live yet? Yes, we yes, are. Yes, we are, and it's just us. <laughs> oh, lovely. 
yeah, things have uh, things have turned out to be a little bit on the uh, on the weird side. So sorry. So it's all good. Anyway, so that's a state state of permanence here. That's true enough. So anyway, for those of you that are watching live, of course, thank you very much for being over here, Stephanie. uh, Glad that you got your uh, your pot of tea. Good on you, Uh, Felis. Hi, hun. Good to see you. And uh, Felis, if I had thought about it ahead of time. I would have actually brought over the wire brush that you could have seen. Uh, I bought a wire brush for, okay. When we were building this house 15 plus years ago now, uh, I got a, uh, I got a, a big, big ass tool. I don't even want to call it a toolbox because it was bigger than a box, but it's a rechargeable tool set. So it's got two batteries, a charger, and uh, let's see, a flashlight, uh, a dustbuster-type vacuum, uh, a drill, a saw. So I haven't really had any use for all this stuff, so I have finally decided that I'm going to try to refurbish one of the uh, cast-iron pots that I've, pans that I've got, and I charged up one of the battery packs to see if it would hold a charge. It's apparently holding a charge. So I have an excuse to try to refurbish this, this pot pan. I've got one that's a pot. I've got one that's a pan. It's not really a pot. It's more like a wok. Why I got a cast iron wok. I don't remember. Cause that doesn't really work that well. There's anyway, a joke in there somewhere. The joke of it is, you don't use cast iron for a walk. You, you, you don't. Yeah. You use super thin metal. But be that as it may, it is, you, it is what it is. If you re-season it well, though, it'll probably go right. Oh, yeah. It does give you extra iron in your food, so it, that's a plus. I don't know that there's a good thing about that. I don't want to have green blood. No, you don't want green blood, but iron is not bad. I mean, it's, I, I, it's a it's a Vulcan thing. Oh, okay. As an aside, by the way, uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago that uh, the last time I was on the show and we uh, we did a little uh, uh, little, uh, little thing for um, for uh, Christopher Hitchens. I bought you know mm-hmm. the little uh, the little sampler of uh, Johnny Walker Black, which you know, I do uh, every year. Well, at the same time, I saw the little baby Kraken on the shelf. And I figured right, for, for a change, I'll finally get it. Uh, this is kind of a nod to the whole Kerbal space program thing, because uh, there's a long running joke in it, even from the early, early access days where they were mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, if, if your spaceship um, spontaneously disassociates yeah that's the space kraken so it, it's it's the kraken so it, it's it's finally come to the matter of that i'm finally i finally got the stuff to try out because it's just been a, a long-running joke well it's, it's <laughs> spiced um i mean i don't know how you would feel about you know spiced whiskey but i like it well i'm not a heavy- and i don't mix up with anything you know yeah, well, I I don't do I don't do heavy spirits, so you know, the 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 only times that I ever do is mm-hmm. when we toast for uh, for Hitch. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, um, 
Yes, sir. Bridget, I was following your um, your advice a couple of shows ago. I've been listening to those podcasts, and I also downloaded uh, Christopher Hitchens. Uh, he narrates uh, God's Not Dead. He reads it himself. Yeah, that that's nice. an excellent audiobook. There's nothing better like for sleeping. He has a great lullaby voice. I don't know if you call it that lullaby voice, but anyways, for if you want to listen to a podcast, if you want to know not to sleep well, he'll read you to sleep. <laughs> Your face, Susan. Um. So, we on the show. No, we're, we're 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 alive and everything. It's just uh, this is this is interesting. This is this is not nearly as this is not nearly as bitey as the Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of surprising. It's it's got a lot of heat in my in my belly, is the yeah. only way I can describe it. But um, it, it's not so bad in my mouth, which the uh, the Johnny Walker really bites in my face. Mm. Where would you get bottles that size? Um, at the liquor store. Yeah, usually near the checkout. Yeah, the place wow. that I go to, uh, they've got just a wall of stuff, and some of them are like these. Uh, I don't know if this qualifies as two shots worth, or whatever, but you know, little sample sizes, and um, especially during the holiday season, they'll usually have uh, a, a a collection. Of sampler packages, like from uh, a Kahlua, will have a whole bunch of different uh, tasting ones in like a five pack, and it's it's kind of cool for people that want to you know try some stuff and not really go too far into it. Cool. And you know? a lot of them you can buy for a dollar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, um. I don't know what you would mix that with. I've never have mixed it with anything. Now, like you know what? Captain Morgan's, I would mix uh, mix with Coke. You know what? Um, okay, I I have tried it on its own. Now, it's mm-hmm. would I necessarily would I necessarily have it on my own on its own? Probably not. Probably not. But you know what? I still have. I've still got you know about a, a third. Of uh, of a container of uh, of coffee, which in this case is actually more like a mocha. I'm willing mm-hmm. to give it a shot, if if you will, with the you know shot and a half of whatever that's left, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the worst that can happen at this point? It's not beer. <laughs> <sighs> it's Ain't not that beer. The case? All right. So, if nothing else, I've got a really cool glass bottle now. So you know, there's that. Yeah. It actually does say Kraken on it, so... Yeah, I would keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably will. Fill up full of fake blood. I... <laughs> keep it on your bookshelf for the conversation piece. <laughs> yeah. Eh, no, no. So this is what happens to my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see about that. Anyway... How about we actually get uh, things rolling proper now that, I'm, uh, now that I'm here and I feel actually ready to get started with the whole damn thing now that I've been back, now that I am back. And uh, before before I go any any further, I want to properly say on air where it's recorded, because I know full well that he's heard it too damn many times as it is. Thank you, Dallin, for picking up and, and handling for the time. I 
he knows I've told him that I really appreciate it, but you know, uh, it telling somebody that they've done a good job for you, there's, there's no such thing as telling them thank you too often. Seriously. Just, just remember that. He, he did a good job. Yep. So let me get, uh, let me get, let me get your, uh, your five minute, uh, freestyle started over here because, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, your, uh, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Uh, for those of you that have been following me over on Facebook, y- yeah, you, you'd probably understand what it is that I ended up talking about here integrity oh man i had i had somebody jesus man it's not even funny um somebody that i know somebody that actually want to get on this show as a matter of fact had posted something on his facebook feed about you know the stuff going on with the impeachment and this one guy chimed in and said nah he didn't get impeached because of a technicality, because the, the articles didn't go over to the other side of the house. So he's not been impeached yet. So, so there. Now, I, I, there's a history with this person. I'll explain about that in a minute. So they kind of had to go uh, once or twice back and forth with somebody else who said, uh, here's the news article that says he's been impeached. No, no, no. That you don't have to pull up any kind of Google fake news or anything like that. He's not been impeached because didn't go over to the other house because that's what it says in the constitution. And this is about the point where I kind of got involved where it's just like, um, yeah, let me, let me quote you chapter and verse from the constitution. This is this is what it says. So, um, yeah, that's 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 yeah, it happened. He has been impeached and there's there's no technicality. Well, you can't go tell me all this stuff. You can't go pulling up this 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 fake information. I'm going by the Constitution. The Constitution says uh, I just quoted you the Constitution, the one that you say that you follow. That's what I wrote, copied and pasted. From the government's own archive on the document. Misspellings according to us and all. Well, um, I know a guy in law, and, and he's a constitutional lawyer, so he's, he's an expert in this. He's been tutoring me on this. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's saying that it's on a constitutional uh, technicality. He, he has been... Um, Okay. Um, what's their name? I mean, if they're if they're a, an attorney, especially in constitutional law, they've probably got some case law out there that's in public for us to read. So, um, what's his name? So I can go look up his information. I don't trust you. I don't trust any of you people that you won't like make a phone call and 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 you know do stuff. So, um, okay. How about you find out from them what the case law is that overrides what the Constitution says that I just quoted you that you said that you believe is 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 the case here, and we'll kind of go from there. Well, you're just a poopy head, and 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 uh, you've always been a poopy head, and you're still a poopy head. So I could care less about you. First off, genius, you 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 
the expression is you couldn't care less. And here's the history part. This guy's saying, and it's creative license that I'm a poopy head. Because they knew me back from high school. Dig it. 30 years later. I can honestly tell you, in the 30 years, a little bit more so, since high school, I have literally not thought about this person at all. Seriously. And once I finally realized who the hell it was, when I tried to think of who they were as a person, because I, I, I knew who they were, because, you know, I recognize the name, when it came down to who they were as a person... All I could think of was, and I didn't write this, your big claim to fame is that you were hanging out with the semi-burnout douche nozzles of the marching band, and that was your claim to fame. You, you, you toothpick-sized piece of shit. And you're, you're giving me crap saying that you've got your integrity because you're, you're following your stuff. Now... No, integrity is following the facts. Integrity is admitting when you're at fault. Integrity is when you look at stuff and go, oops, I was wrong. I guess I'll stop now. I know from integrity, you, sir, do not have it. You grew up on Long Island. You're probably still on Long Island from what I read. And God damn it, you are never going to grow up until you get the hell out of there. Oh yeah, and for the record, once I went ahead and told him all this, I turned off all notifications for anything to do with that thread. Because as far as I'm concerned, who cares now? This is episode 293 on the docket, Your Honor, The Road Ahead, because it's it's the new year. It's my first show of the new year, which, um, yay, I'm back, <laughs> uh, trying to catch up on everything. It's been fun. And, you know, uh, it, it's probably a good idea to kind of look forward to, well, what's going to be coming ahead of us. Are we thinking about it in terms of, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Eh, kind of a little bit. But there are things that we know for well are on the horizon. And there are some parts about it that what we do is it's important. We ourselves may not necessarily be important, but what we do is. And that's kind of what we're taking it from. I didn't go look up information about Rafe Badawi. Uh, last I had heard, he had been doing okay. He'd stopped the fast that he was doing, but that he was okay as much as you can be. Unfortunately, you know, my, my information is a couple of weeks out of date at this point because, you know, I'm kind of ramping up into getting back into the speed of everything. However... As of the recording of tonight's show, I did look up and do the math again to make sure that I had the time right. As of the recording of tonight's show. 
It has now been seven years, six months, 26 days since Rafe Bajawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still waiting. So, with that, we got stuff that, um, we got stuff that uh, Bridget and I talked about before we got started with the show, and I want to start with, um, I want to start with one of them because there's a, a couple of different pieces to go along with it. And the first item is, um, well, I, I, I said at the top, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it again. Um, fuck cancer. Yep. And, um, Absolutely. there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, first and foremost is Donald J has gone ahead and said that, um, Cancer deaths have apparently declined this past year or two. I forget exactly what the time frame was. And, you know, congratulations on him and his administration for being part of all that. Yeah, you've got about as much to do with that as for, oh, I don't know, um, the turning of the new year having the largest number in the year since you came into office. You had nothing to do with this, you charlatan. In the ass. Yeah, and I found out yesterday that Neil Peart passed away from brain cancer. And you know, if anybody has watched this show, you know, for very long, they know that I'm, you know, a Rush fan girl. Have been for close to forty years, and that one hit me really hard. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, what? why did he have to die from brain cancer? Why can't it be Trump? Oh, he doesn't have a brain. And I shouldn't have said that. That was really mean. But he deserves it. But there's still this this trend I see everywhere is that, uh, you know, all these people taking credit for all the positive things and not taking any responsibility for the negative things. So True. Exactly. True. Damned annoyingly so. And it's the same in politics, like uh, Trump's doing this, and I mean, and also in religion, giving all the positive, like an entire neighborhood burns down, and maybe the church is the only building that doesn't burn down, and everybody's, oh, it's, it's all a miracle, but, you know, in a way, it's saying, well, fuck everybody else and yeah. why was there the fire in the first place I mean you've seen the meme before with uh, the lightning bolts coming down and hitting the water <laughs> and it says you know fuck these six fish in particular <laughs> <laughs> of course there was also the uh, I forget where the hell it was somewhere somewhere out in the, the southwest I think where there's the, the w- there was operative word was the the giant they've referred to it as the the touchdown jesus yes and and it's it's this this big it looks like it could have been made out of paper mache looks like it could have been and i'm saying these terms very specifically because i'm using the past oh shit what's the what's the right term for it um past existence verbiage for a reason because 
Touchdown Jesus had to be replaced at least once because Touchdown Jesus ah, apparently pissed off Thor and Zeus and lightning bolted and, and burned it to the ground at yeah. least once. And that sucker was huge. It was like 50 feet tall yep. and arms looked like, outstretched. Looked like shit. Water. It looked it like was, shit. It looked like he was trying to catch a touchdown. Exactly. And the locals called him Butter Jesus, too, because he was the color of butter. Oh, God. And, yeah, and what's really <laughs> ironic is there are huge billboards across the street from Touchdown where he used to be that were for, you know, a, adult novelty stores and things like that. And it's like, oops, he had really bad aim. Nothing wrong with that. Hit the wrong target. <laughs> well, uh, we don't know. It could have been hitting exactly the right target. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's... I mean, uh, the whole graven image thing. I don't know. See that you, you you knew right where I was going exactly. Yeah, but so, that was just hilarious. And I, and I drove by touchdown uh, Jesus on the way to Dayton. You years ago, and I remember seeing it and going, "Wow, that's really creepy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. Oh, okay. So backtracking just a second. Um, the the whole uh, the whole cancer thing. Because uh, it's a trifecta on this one, mm. and this is the this is the other piece that um, uh, I forgive me. You guys know full well I say on so many occasions I don't want to make this show about me, but <laughs> I've got some vanity in me a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, this year will mark the fifteenth year since my wife passed, and. Also, with her, cancer. Rare one, no less, which mm-hmm. made things just oh so much fun. Um, if you'll excuse a little bit of black humor, when uh, the Roswell Park Cancer Institute, which is the, the group here in Buffalo, um, a fabulous group, by the way. Can't, uh, can't recommend them enough. Um, when they finally diagnosed it as the name of the of the uh, of the specific cancer was angiosarcoma they called it one in a million for them to see reminding you that their name is the roswell park that was the name of the doctor that founded the place his name was roswell park no why the name of it is the roswell park cancer institute for them to say yeah this is a one in a million for us yeah, so the black humor for her was, well, I always wanted to be special. I guess it's about as special as you can get. So, yeah. you know, sometimes black humor is all you got to work with. She was, she was, you know, we, we, we did what we could. But, um, yeah, this May, it's going to be 15 years. And before anybody uh, asks, yeah, yeah, it still hurts. Yeah. It probably will forever for me, mm-hmm. but um, you know, uh, I what can I say? Love is not always I would die for you. Sometimes love is I will endure for you. So I go on, and that's about as far as we're going to talk on that one. Except, of course, to say that. Um, you know, the idea that strides are being made in this area, that's great. 
that's 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 wonderful. That's great. I I, I love hearing that these statistics come up. It's it gets to be a little bit annoying every once in a while that somebody pulls up the whole. Well, we've got a new cancer treatment idea that's uh, uh, modifying T cells. Yeah, we've we've seen this kind of thing. Well, they're going kind of going through the whole thing with the lab rats. Yeah, I saw this one two years ago. Uh, do we have human trials yet? I don't know. Well, let me know when we get there. You know, I don't like to be the downer on that kind of thing, but you know is is what it is unfortunately we go on we keep trying and we keep fighting and the fact that the fight is getting better uh markedly better you know that's that's a good thing so all you researchers out there that don't get the accolades that you really deserve good on you guys thank you thank you may you one day get suntan on you from fluorescent lighting or whatever. I, I, I don't know. These guys in the, in, the, in the research labs, they don't get to see sunlight very often. They're, they're the vampires of the group. Uh, good vampires, though. They don't sparkle, and, and they're actually helping people. So you know, go with that. One thing that I found interesting and kind of surprising um, is people that have bone marrow transplants, if they happen to be HIV positive at the time, uh, a lot of times the bone marrow transplant will get rid of the HIV. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's, that's, man. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that that, that might be a, uh, a possible solution. Yeah. But let's face it, that's... And it's painful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're looking at 90 days isolated from everybody and everything. Yep. Um, and that's if everything goes well and you don't pick up any infections. Which in a hospital environment, I mean, say what you yeah. will about, you know, oh, every 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 hospital's got the MRSA and, and, and all the uh, staff and whatever. You, mm -hmm. you don't need to talk through that part. All you need is for one bad moment to have happen. Mm -hmm. And that's easy when you consider how many uh, how many viri and bacteria there are that could screw stuff up. I mean shit, you get uh you get um particulate in your lungs. You could have a bad day. Um perfect example of that one. And this is going back into the <laughs> this is going back into the old uh, the old radio show stuff that I know about. Um, once upon a time, there's a little thing called the Korean War. You might have heard about it. Well, the USO was kind of a kind of a new thing, sort of. And one of the first guys to go over, I'm pretty sure it was the Korean War. Shit, I gotta look it up in particular. I forget if it was World War II or Korea. In any case, Al Jolson. Al Jolson. One of the few performers that I can ever say I support him, that he wore blackface. There's reasons. There's reasons. Trust me on this one. He was the guy that was, um, folks, you ain't heard nothing yet. This was the guy who was 
an absolute superstar. He was the guy. When he would be crooning in front of a big band, they built a stage that came from the front of the stage all the way out into the audience so that he could perform and sing and dance all the way down into the audience and then all the way back again. He was massive huge. He was one of the first guys to go over there. And he had one lung. But because of the dust and the grime that ended up building up in his lungs from performing over there, and he performed a lot, he ended up with pneumonia, and it killed him. And if memory serves, they gave him a special commendation medal posthumously because they considered it having been, having suffered injury in a war zone, effectively. I forget what the actual wording was, but they gave him a special citation specifically for that. So, yeah, you don't need to come down with the disease to come down with a disease. So, you know, keep that in mind. And like I said, the pain on top of that, I don't... Uh, mm. The idea of somebody going in and scraping out the insides of my bones, uh, mm, yeah, I don't like that idea. I really don't like that idea at all. Doesn't it leave your bones, like, brittle for a while, too? Uh, that, I'm not... I mean, they do usually give people reclast. Um, which is to help, you know, rebuild bones and, and things. Um, but I just, I, I would not want to have to go through that. No, no I don't think anybody would want to have. But g given the choice between going through with high five for the rest of whatever, or getting your bones tinkered with for, you know, you know, recovery after a year, I think it would be kind of hard to turn down a year's recovery for being done for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, the only bad thing about it is um, when you get bone marrow transplant, you can end up developing other cancers you know, as a result of the treatment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible, but again, it's a matter of it's possible. Don't know yeah, how just, likely that's, that's, that's the thing. I just knew one young lady. She ended up, uh, I worked with her and she ended up passing away when she was 23 and she was on her fourth bone marrow transplant. God damn it. Yeah. Her first one was when she was six, oh. but her cancer just, you know, kept coming back. And I remember when Fuji was going in for radiation. And there were a couple of times she was scheduled about uh, around the same time as a nine-year-old girl. And she was a trooper. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that these numbers are improving is a good thing. And that is a testament to people who want to go into this area and do good work and learn because research is not sexy. It is not one of those sexy sciences. 
it's a long-term kind of, like I said, you know, you're, you're indoors the vast majority of your time looking at data, looking at output from chemistry sets. Um, I'm, I'm, please forgive me if it sounds like I'm minimizing this stuff. I'm not. It's just sometimes you got to look at this stuff and just kind of go, okay, what are we doing today? DNA sequencing. Oh, well, that's at least fun. You know, you, you get the idea. And it's a lot of trial and error, too. Yeah, it is. Um, when they were working on my wife's, they they literally came up with a genetic lock and key system for the drug that they were doing as a test. Even though we couldn't do a, a drug trial, they found out that this drug trial, this drug that they were doing with a trial was a perfect match for her. And fortunately, you know, you know, like I said, on, on many an occasion, if, if she had the drug, uh, a year in advance, we might still have her today. Might, but you know, we, th there's no way of knowing, obviously. So, you know, research is not sexy, but wow. Um, Massive respect for all you guys who are doing it. I know, I know, none of you guys are ever going to pay attention to this for later, but whatever. Just and know especially that, especially considering all the cuts of the NIH too. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 something that we can uh, we can look forward to. Um, one of the other items that uh, that, uh, like I said, Bridget and I talked about before uh, before you were able to get here, Joseph, uh, was that one of the things we have to look forward to. Say what you will about everything that goes on after the uh, after the point, but the specific point this year here in the U.S. of course is near the end of the year. We have federal elections again. This is going to be pretty massive. This is going to be uh, tumultuous. This is going to be uh, pretty damned amazing. What do you mean by federal election? Like presidential? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah. calling yeah, calling it a federal election is probably a, a bit of a misnomer. It's 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 the big one. Yeah, presidential election, and and also, um, I think about half of the senators. Uh, some, uh no, I think it's a third of the senators. And half of the house, the house. Some, something uh, like that. Something like that. Anyway, so it is fair to say that this is going to be a tumultuous year going forward because of all this stuff going on. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna. We're not going to talk about the stuff to do with um, the the impeachment trial. We're 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 not even going to touch on that in any way, shape, or form tonight because that's 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 not something that we need to. Looking forward to how the rest of the year is going to play out here in the political arena. You, there, there is an old Chinese proverb, and if I if I say it incorrectly, please forgive me. I believe it goes something on the order of "May you live in interesting times." Yep, that's it, brother. Is this ever? 
But what I hear <clears throat> in the in the few um, I haven't had much time lately, but uh, when I looked at uh, well the latest news and uh, a bit of what's going on on Facebook, my time there is rare and rare these days. But anyways, uh, it seems that uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, surging ahead for the Democratic uh, nomination. Yep. And that's uh, that's good. That's very well, good. He's, he's starting to uh, actually gain some support among people of color. Well, he, oh, what do you mean begin? Well, um, you know, last time he didn't really get a lot of support from like African-Americans and Latinos. Um, but he's starting to pick up there. And I think part of that is because... I can't remember her last name. But he's, uh, been Nina. Civil, he's been in the civil rights movement since yeah, forever. Yeah, he has. I mean, since forever. So he's the real deal on that. Um, but his top surrogate right now, um, her name is Nina something. I can't remember the last name. But she uh, used to be a state senator. And uh, she's African-American. And she's very, um, you know, pro Bernie, very supportive, and she is now going out and speaking before he does, and she can really fire people up. I mean, in a good way. Hmm. Um, but, you know, she's been emphasizing you know, how much he has done for civil rights and you know African-American community you know, since the 60s and being arrested and things like that, and I think people need to hear that. Um, that's the part of the you know, Democrats usually take African-American votes for granted because they're not going to vote Republican. Um, but last time, I think a lot of them just stayed home and yeah, didn't vote, vote at all. And so I think that this will help turn out the vote for, you know, among African-Americans to come out and vote. And I know around here, um, we're going to be doing a lot of get out the vote you know, voter registration um, kiosks and, you know, I'm going to personally take off work and offer to drive people to the polls if they need a ride. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And, um, you know, I'm running for a delegate slot myself, so I'm trying to do what I can. Yeah, good luck on all that. Seriously. Well, thank you. I've, I've done it before. Uh, it's been a long time, but... Um, I did it back in 2008, and it went really, really well. Cool. Um, on behalf of the show, because, I mean, uh, I need to make sure that I say it, we will not tell you who to vote for. We will not tell you who you should vote for. We will tell you how we individually feel about the issues and the personalities involved. But HCTV itself is not here to tell you this is who we endorse, this is who we do not like. Any statements regarding this are our own personal opinions, and that's it. Yeah, now, the what, only thing that I'd say on behalf of the show is just what, you know, whatever your affiliation or whoever you like, just go out and vote, you know, people in other countries die for the privilege of going out and voting. And it's, you know, for the most part, you know, painless. <laughs> yep. 
and I, and I think say. people have a civic duty where they should uh, make their voices heard because it's not right that you know less than thirty percent of the population determines the direction of the country. I think more people need to be involved in that decision. So get out and vote. I just have two criteria to um, suggest. It's just uh, one, don't vote only for your own interests, and two, don't vote against your own interests. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a good point. That's yeah. an excellent point. The problem I is... If you can cover those, I think you're voting in the right direction. Yeah, the biggest problem, of course, as we've seen, is that here in the States, too damn many people vote against their best interests because they have they've been talking through what their interests are they yes no i think of how to make value judgments for themselves they're not thinking for themselves basically they're letting somebody else dictate to them what's quote-unquote good for them and in most cases, people doing dictating like that, uh, they're only interested in their own interests. Yeah, there is that. Um, I was going to say that, you know, uh, for... Just, it's, a, it's a state of credulity that's easily abused. And that's, that's exactly it. There are a number of, there are a number of areas. Uh, oh, um, where the hell is McConnell from again? Kentucky. Kentucky. Specifically Kentucky, in this case has been has been so under I'm not quite sure the right way of putting it underwhelmed as far as to economics uh, I, I'm, I'm saying it very poorly I'm sorry um, they they've been in such such straits for I, I don't even uh, is is it wrong for me to even say decades at this point? No, uh, decades is about right. Um, uh, but they have a lot of people on Medicaid in that state because, you know, they're they're poor. It's a very poor state, not as bad off as Mississippi, say, but they're still not in good position. No, and the problem is, so many of these folks keep getting sold. A, a crap bill of sale that's mm -hmm. on credit. And I don't know that I'm, I don't know that the metaphor that I'm using is wrong. They keep being, they keep believing in the lie that the, the boom is coming. It's just over the hill. You just have to wait and you just have to work with me and you just have to believe I'm going to make it ha happen Oh, it's going to happen after my term is over? Well, uh, it's the other guy that screwed it up now. You know, it's the the same thing with the... Uh, screw, excuse me if I piss people off. The whole, well, your life sucks now, but just wait until after you've dead. Then everything's going to be all nice and hunky-dory, so long as you've been pitching into your... Uh, your future medical uh, savings account with the church, I guess, is the best way of putting. I'm sorry. Am, am, I, am I mixing metaphors at this point? I don't. I don't care. I don't care because screw them. 
that whole medical thing. That's that's a whole other thing right there. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a. Um, but I mean, at, at least they're not doing everything the same. I mean, I think that McConnell will probably get reelected. I mean, he. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he has he has so much. He has way too much power for one person. I don't I don't know this time. But since they got rid of their, you know, Governor Bevin, um, you know, I think they're, I think they're tired of what they've been, you know, put through and having Medicaid stripped from them. And, and, uh, you know, Bevin just, I mean, playing cutthroat. Yeah. Uh, The poor people. From what I remember, uh, there is a, I believe there's an African-American gentleman that has been challenging that is looking really good right now really good with his numbers um i've been like i said i've been i've been gone for a couple of weeks so i haven't been really paying as close attention to stuff as i'd like to but uh the idea of all this stuff uh stirring up oh i like that a lot i really like that a lot well, I, I guess it could happen eric Cantor. i mean that was a huge upset mm. Uh, you know, the congressman from Virginia, um, <laughs> you know, losing his seat. Yep. Um, he was I, gunning for Speaker of the House, you know. <laughs> I think what I really like the idea of, and I don't know who else has been seeing this, the idea that I really like right now is the concept that, well, you know what? I, I don't I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it anyway. These old fuckers are going to die. Mm-hmm. And it can't happen fast enough for my taste. When I was a kid, when I was in grade school, I don't even remember what year it was. It could have been my second or third, uh, third grade year. I remember very clearly one of my teachers telling my class, it reminding you that my class, we were all born 1969 that when the 21st century hits, my class was going to be the first stewards of that new century. Mm -hmm. My class from 1969, 20 years into this new century, this new millennium, I'm 50 years old. This country, my country, is being run by people who are in their 70s plus. Mm -hmm. This is a problem. This is wrong. We need another JFK. We need another young resurgence. We need, quote unquote, the kids, by comparison, to come in and sweep these sons of bitches out of office. Yep. If and or when that happens, oh, there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change. And I, for one, welcome our new, very progressive overlords when that happens. Because the numbers say that the uh, the younger ones at this point, yeah, they're the ones who are very much the progressive group. Jeez, I, I, I can't imagine how that could have possibly happened. 
And a lot of them are very active, yep. very involved, which yep. is great. Yep. There was a one, uh, the one kid, uh, ran, what was it, ran for mayor uh, a couple of years ago, and he was 16 and won? Mayor of a town? And um, you know, still wasn't out of high school yet? Because they didn't have any, they didn't have anything on the books about an age requirement, so he just ran. I forget who the hell it was, but he made the uh, he made the talk circuit, you know, at night. I, I don't know if he was uh, allowed to drink anywhere. Probably not. Probably, probably <laughs> not. I mean, but still, you know, the I mean, how 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 cool is that idea? Well, I mean, it seems like the kids are going to show us the way. I mean, look at Greta Thunberg. She's great. She is amazing. And, you know, for a 16-year-old. And she's not the only one. No, she's not. No, she's not. There's her. There's, um... Oh, God, I forgot what his first name was. Was it David Hogg? David Hogg. Yeah, David Hogg. People been uh, been uh, harping on him, saying uh, all kinds of disparaging things about him. Mm, and what does he keep doing? He keeps going. <laughs> he keeps going. He he's 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 base. He basically was doing the OK Boomer without saying OK Boomer. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it came down to. And you know, slow and steady. Greta came out there and basically gave everybody the the talking down to that they needed. Mm-hmm. For whatever good it's going to do for some of these jackasses, I think there's a lot of people out there who um, have a lot to say. But if what you have to say goes against the status quo, you don't have much of a chance of getting your voice out there. Yeah. Well, the the thing yeah, about Greta though is, um, I mean, she's had a hell of an impact in the UK. Um. You know, there was a group called Extinction Rebellion, and, you know, they literally shut down London, um, you know, because they had close to a million people show up out into the streets for days. And, you know, we don't have that kind of movement here in the U.S. I think people should be out in the streets by now over many issues, but, you know, people are too comfortable. They, you know, lay on the couch and watch reality TV and don't get in the streets. And go to their local Walmart and don't think about uh, the child workers who basically slave to make whatever they're buying. Yeah. But- or uh, prison labor. Um, yeah, they get paid even less than the uh, sweatshop wages. What, I, I forget what year it came out, but um, Jano Biafra, um, the Dead Kennedys... Mm-hmm. And they got it right. I think they came up with their album, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death. <laughs> it was in 1984. And even back then, uh, they saw what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what maybe. we're seeing today is the result of all this this uh, mindless econo consumerism. Our technology is making everything easier to make. Oh, it's, 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 it's not it even, should be, it should be making things cheaper and mm-hmm. greener even, but, um, instead it's, you know, 
the 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 producers, the corporations, all that. They just they use technology to increase the prof, their profit margins. Yeah. Yeah. We have an oligarchy here now. Yeah, and the problem of that stems from the way that capitalism itself works. And I I will admit I did not complete micro or macroeconomics for reasons. Uh, I, I, I was going to try to take them both at the same time in college and that, that, no, that wow. was, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a bad semester for me. Uh, that was, that was, that was a semester when I realized, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not cut out for college, but be that as it may, as somebody who's lived long enough and watched enough to see what goes on and to understand evolution, follow me a second, trust me, trust me, statistics, okay. Um, some minor parts of economics overall, this, what we have now is exactly what capitalism will do every time. The idea with capitalism is to maximize profits, minimize expenditures, always. And if that means that you cut safety corners because nobody's telling you not to or enforcing it, you do that because that minimizes expenditures and maximizes profit. So they don't worry about externalities, which is what they prefer, you know, consequences. Right. Now, the reason why statistics comes into this is because if you have... If you have uh, a balance beam, if, if you've got a teeter-totter, perfect example, teeter-totter, exactly the same length on either side of the fulcrum point, the, 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 the middle point, and you have exactly 100 kilograms, go with me for a second, people. I know some of you don't get kilograms. Don't, don't worry about it. 100 kilograms on one side and 100 kilograms on the other side, in identical locations, so that the teeter-totter is level, just like a regular level, and everything is in balance, great, perfect. If you have one-tenth of one gram too much on one side, that side will slowly and inevitably lower. Slowly and inevitably, bit by bit, degree by degree, until it hits the ground. You may not notice it at first, until all of a sudden you kind of blink and, oh, was it, was it really there? No, no, no. In economics, the same thing happens with capitalism. If there is not an exact balance between various different things... Something is going to keep gobbling at something else. And that's why we have the House of Mouse that owns ABC, ESPN, um, Disney Plus Streaming, 20th Century Fox, Paramount Pictures, LucasArts, etc., 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 ad nauseum. Look up what Disney currently owns 
and you will be completely disgusted. And that's just one company. And to think that there are a couple of others that are kind of holding their own for now, but all it's going to take is just for that one-tenth of one gram to change the tipping point. And then eventually, everything gets gobbled up by whoever's got that extra one-tenth of one gram. If you don't want to look at uh, TV and Disney and all that stuff, think about the airline industries. How many are left? Anybody remember TWA? I do. Republic Airlines? Pan Am. Pan Am. Shit, Pan Am was in uh, 2001, thank you very much. No, sorry, that was TWA. Yeah, it was TWA, sorry. Even so. So, you know... this is this is what happens. You know, when things go unchecked, unregulated, people do whatever it is that they can do in order to win at all costs. You know, and it's funny, we're creating a disastrous scenario because everything is going to, if all production is controlled by only a few corporations, I mean, it's one big network. And if that network goes down, where do we go for... That, that is an excellent question. Yeah, yeah, and I can I can see bad things happening. Um, Borton just announced that uh, they're filing for bankruptcy, and uh, Dean Foods also did. And those are you know two of the biggest you know dairy distributors. Uh, and Celadon Trucking also filed for bankruptcy. So, and they were the biggest trucking. Um, whatever you want to call it, uh, for eight, 18-wheelers. Joy Rapture. Well, we really have to have a conversation about uh, what profit margins do to our economy. Because, I mean, yeah, in the most basic logic, taking a profit is um, taking more than you give. I mean, just the basic thing. Um, you know, you... Your existence requires a certain amount of resources and work, whatever. So if you're taking uh, more than what you put into um, what's necessary for your own survival, that means you're taking from somebody else's work, basically. And it, it can't sustain itself. That's why this is perpetual need to have more children and more... Um, to increase the population so that uh, it just doesn't maintain this profit system. Well, uh, hold, hold on to that idea a second, because I, I kind of want to come back to that, because um, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think there's another piece of nuance that kind of goes along with that. Uh, Felis, well, it's not the whole picture, that's for sure. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Felis, uh, no Pan Am, you're talking about the movie, right? Um, I don't know what you're making any kind of reference to. So I need you to kind of help me out on that one a little bit. But what Joseph was just saying is, is, is true, but there's a, again, there's more to it. The argument is usually, well, if you are taking money away from me that I've hard earned, what right do you have to do that? 
Okay. Uh, that, There's uh, that wasn't what I was saying. No, 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 no. I, I, I know, I know. But the the argument that I end up having heard over the years has been, why should you take extra money away from me when I've hard earned it? Meaning the the profits away from a company for taxation purposes, for instance. Ooh, that's complicated. Yes, because but you're going into a few things there. Yeah, ex- these are upper levels. <laughs> No, I, I got you. Uh, that's that's why I kind of want to uh, kind of glaze over this very very gently because a deep dive on this kind of stuff. I told you I didn't finish um, economics, so, so whatever. I no, if but, if but used to CEOs made about ten times what their workers made, um, and now here they're making like I forgot the exact statistic, but like four hundred and sixty eight yeah. times what their workers are making, and. You know, if the if the workers are the ones that's making profit, it's wrong to take that much, and it makes me sick when companies have to file for bankruptcy to see their CEO end up getting like sixty two million dollars on the way out the door. Yep. Um, what I was going to specifically say though was that I don't begrudge people or companies making a profit. I begrudge them making such a profit as to be completely obscene. Mm-hmm. Um, if memory serves, I think it was in the late 30s and early 40s. I, I forget when it was, but at one point, the highest tax bracket here in the United States, again, reminding you, on a graduated scale, was 95% on the upper echelon of how much money uh, companies or individuals, I think it was individuals, uh, brought in for themselves, for income. And for companies, I think it was very close to that. But if you invested your profits into, you know, expenditures for the company, to grow the company, that was viewed as something that would offset part of your tax burden, so it was helping to build other stuff and infrastructure and all that stuff. That's so you're exactly effectively, yeah. Hey, if you if if you made profits and you're you're okay, you're say your company makes this product that suddenly uh, goes viral and everybody buys it and all that. As long as the um, the profit the company earns stays within the company. But what's really disgusting is that you know uh, you've got profits made and people are uh, basically trading. Like mm-hmm. offloading profits for um, reinvested and other things and all that, and they lose quite often, or they make even more money. But um, anyways, it has nothing further to do with the company. Mm. The money the company made, the profit the company made, um, after a while, has nothing to do with the company anymore. It's divorce. Yep. Funny you should say that. Source because uh, Stephanie had just put over here. No CEO adds worth to any company to come close to matching their salaries and bonuses. True. Highly true. Uh, perfect example. Uh, I forget what her name was, but a uh, woman who went over to Hewlett Packard uh, to run the, the uh, computer company. Lots of money. Something. Yeah. Came in and uh, I'm not singling her out because she's female. I'm singling her out because she's one of those people that I specifically knew about. 
because I don't know about any of those. I mean, uh, we could talk about the Wang Computer Company, but oh my God, let's not go. But Wang Computers, the only computers that run on ball bearings, remember that, that's important for that she came in and she had gajillions of dollars in bonuses for cool, congratulations. Um, we sold more computers this quarter than last quarter. So what? I mean, really? So what? Why do you need millions upon tens of millions of dollars in bonus for that? Remember I was talking about the statistics and the math earlier? I figured mm-hmm. out. Excuse me one second. <coughs> Sorry, dry throat. I did this. I did the numbers. And I figured out. If I wanted to live comfortably for the rest of whatever on a mediocre money market account with 1% interest. I know these days that's actually a relatively high number, but I remember once upon a time ago when savings account used to be 14%. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember too. I remember those days. Yeah, mm-hmm. back when the, when we were into the whole Iraq war once upon a time ago. That's a whole other thing for later. Anyway. interest. If I had a money market account with $10 million in the bank at 1% interest, how much money in interest would that be a year? All you got to do is just move the decimal point over. It's $100,000 a year. For $10 million in the bank. And let me tell you, a bank would be very happy to hold on to that money and give me more than 1% because, I mean, that's $10 million that they get to hold on to. $100,000 a year. I could begin to tell you how much comfortable, how much more comfortable I would be living where I do at $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I could live off of that easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite comfortably. Yeah. Now, these guys who are given, I'm not going to say earn, who are given bonus, um, Toys R Us. Toys R Us, perfect example, because they want to come back again here in the U.S. They went bankrupt. They closed down. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their upper guys got golden parachutes in the $60 million range, if memory serves. $60 million. That's, that's a heck of a reward for bankrupting a company. Now think about it. $100,000 a year for $10 million in the bank. And that's not a lot of money for one of these guys. All they need to do is be a CEO for uh, half a year. Oh, I got that in the bank. I'm done. I'm done for the rest of whatever. I don't need to do anything else. Put it in the bank. Done. I can live off of, I can, I can move off into the boonies 
and live in a small town, hundred thousand dollars a year. Pff, here, I can I can take the taxes that I need from part of that, and I can live off of eh, let's say thirty thousand dollars a year, and cover everything that I need. You know, these companies expect this to to last forever. It won't. It can't. It can't, it's not sustainable. No. And we're a consumer-run, uh, consumer-based economy. And if you squeeze out the middle class where there is no middle class, who's going to be your consumers? You're not going to have any. Nope. And that's just the way that it is. Yeah. And... um Felis, the plane from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, was it Pan Am? Crap. You know what? I don't remember. I'm not going to bother looking it up right now. And Stephanie's right. It's not about actual value. It's about status. Mm-hmm. How accurate is that? You're right on, you're right on, you spot on the money. So what is it that we're going to be looking forward to that? How many companies are going to go under this year? A lot. There are a lot of retailers that are in trouble right now. Yep. Restaurants, bookstores. Uh, yeah. Sears. And, and yeah, Sears. Um, I was trying to think. Barnes and Noble is in trouble. Um, you know, Amazon's taking so much business and, you know, they're trying to, well, I think they've got, uh, what is it, Whole Foods now? Oh, and, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I think they acquired Whole Foods. But, you know, places like that is driving out, you know, smaller businesses and it's just not going to be sustainable in the long run. Um, I think Jeff Bezos is worth something like $5 billion, but. And for what? Really? That's what it comes down to for what, uh, you know, for treating their people at work in the warehouses like crap. So where they're timed, you know, to the you know, hundredth of a second you know, moving product and, you know, it's hot, no air conditioning. If you happen to be sick, they really don't care. And um, a lot of the labor now is not, it's, you know, it's the, the gig economy. A lot of people have temporary jobs that go on for years at the same place, but they're still temps. That way they don't have to get, you know, get paid benefits. Oh, I know from that. And I think that that is really horrible to do that to people, but that's where we're at. And then you have these for-profit prisons that are now, uh, I don't know what you call it, outsourcing their inmates' labor to some of the companies here. That way they might pay them eight cents a day to make your Nikes, which is cheaper than using a sweatshop. And I think it, it sets a bad precedent for putting more people in jail just so they can get the free labor. It's worse than okay. debtor's prison. At least with debtor's prison, there was the possibility 
of earning your escape? Well, debtor's prisons have come back too. And um, instead of credit cards, you know, companies coming after you uh, via collection agencies, people are being arrested now for, you know, credit card debts in some states. I know Arkansas is doing that. Um, you know, if you get behind on your credit card payments and they'll come and arrest you and put you in jail. That is horrible. You know, I mean, it's it's not the 1700s and 1800s. Why are we doing that to people? And it's just another form of slavery. I mean, to me, if you're an inmate, you have no choice. You do what you're told. Or else they tack on more time. So, you know, yeah, you'll work for eight cents a day. Or something that's been going on. I'm sorry. I, I see some stuff going on on my side that looks a little on the weird side. So just bear with us a little bit. Uh, Felix had also said, you know, the problem with court today is that the workforce is expendable. Feed for a couple of seconds there. We should be back on properly. Uh, that that was not that was not cool. Uh, in the corner of my uh, streaming program, I've actually got a, a thing that tells me what the what the stream speed is going out, and for a couple of seconds there, it dropped down to zero. So, huh. yeah. So we're, we're, everything's okay now. Uh, as far as to the expendability thing, you know, the last time I remember uh, this kind of expendability issue, wasn't there suddenly this big push for unionization for a lot of organizations that were, you know, in manufacturing especially? Mm-hmm. What was the, uh, what, what was that lady's name? What was that, that uh, movie? Uh, Norma Ray? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that one right. Crap, now I have to look it up because I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I am DB Norma Ray. I think I got it right. Do I remember it right? Norma Ray, 1979, Sally Field. Yep. Look at that. Look at that. I actually remembered. Go me. Thank you, HBO. <laughs> it was on HBO back in the day. That's why I remembered it. Go me. Anyway. But yeah, we're all expendable, and it's made very clear that we're expendable. Yeah, and and therein lies the biggest problem, isn't it? It's no longer a, it's no longer viewed as an investment in the people that do the job for you. It's no longer training the people to do a good job, whether it be front facing uh, customer service on the on the on the register lines, stocking shelves. I mean, who the hell cares anymore? Well, I mean, most of, of the work that can be outsourced is being outsourced. And what really sucks is they're getting people here about to lose their jobs, training their replacements that, that their jobs are being outsourced to. Yeah. I mean, that's a kick in the gut. Yep. Remember, I was a, I was a, uh, I was a telephone jockey for a while. And yes, here in the U.S. And it was, it was an okay job. It wasn't great. There were days that I woke up answering the phone in my sleep because <laughs> we all did it. But, you know, once once you get past all that, you know, it wasn't a bad job. I mean, the phone calls were coming in. We weren't calling out, which makes yeah. all the difference in the world to me. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, when, like I said earlier, 
any opportunity to maximize your profit by negating your expenditures as much as possible. Hey, you can you can pay somebody um, in India less. And yes, I'm picking on India because that's where those phone services have gone. Yep, they sure have. You know, the, insurance companies are doing that too, outsourcing their uh, work to India. Yep. Yep. Stuff gets automated, and the prices stay the same. Stuff gets outsourced so that there's fewer expenditures, and the prices stay the same. Or in the case of insurance companies, prices go up. Yep. Uh, the labor cost goes down. The cost to the consumer stays the same. The quality and the expense of the products that are actually produced go down. The price stays the same or goes up. And all the while, the screaming and yelling is, well, who needs to have their minimum wage increased? Who who should be looking at a minimum wage job and thinking that they should be allowed to live properly off of that? Wasn't it FDR? Used to, they could. Used to, someone making minimum wage, you know, it could be the sole... Uh, earner of the house and have a house and a family and eat. Yes. Now I'm trying to remember who it was. I mean, 10 years ago, minimum wage was seven and a quarter an hour. And today it's still seven and a quarter an hour. 10 years. Sorry, I'm trying to find the one item over here. The Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. Forty years later, a distinguished news commenter asked incredulously, excuse me, my God, 25 cents an hour. Why all the fuss? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, the New Deal. FDR, you know, if any, you know, if if ever, if ever there was someone that we can say benefited from medical technology in an unscrupulous manner, it was FDR. Now, hold on to this one a second. FDR used a wheelchair a lot. Mm-hmm. And it hid the fact because he 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 did it he did it in, a, in an unscrupulous manner. Please forgive me that people really didn't realize that he used a wheelchair a lot while he was president uh, because he had polio and it made him kind of weak. And he still ended up being one of those people that was like, um, yeah, we need to actually take care of people let's go ahead and do that because people who are in good shape economically and healthy and able to like enjoy having a life actually end up being better people imagine how that works 
and these areas where they got $15 an hour and, and nobody's going under companies aren't suddenly folding up. And uh, the people who are reaping in the $15 an hour are just like, yeah, um, this is great. I I can actually live. Thank you very much. (coughs) Excuse me. And, um, you know, Stephanie, that's that's actually great. Stephanie's saying, you know, I only go to a supermarket when forced. I get my food from a farmer's market or the local market and Tradecraft, which is a fair trade company. That's that's something that I don't know anything about. I'm actually interested to uh, do a little bit of research on that later. So that that should prove to be interesting for me. Now, you know, we, we, we covered a lot of, uh, we covered a lot of area. Uh, we covered a lot of uh, pieces that were kind of, have been, you know, sitting in the back of our heads for a long time anyway. But there is, um, there is one thing that uh, I want to talk about uh, while we've still got, you know, the last, uh, the last half hour. As far as things that we've got to look forward to. And it reconnected. Well, that's just brilliant. Okay, so we're back again. This is disquieting. I have no idea why it suddenly dropped out and then came back again. Gremlins. Gremlins. Uh, I'll go with that. Anyway, so what I was saying was that I'm very much looking forward to continuing doing the show. With the number of weeks that we've done it, with the number of episodes that we've got, with the number of years that we've done so far, and, I mean, let's face it, it's it's been a long time. I don't remember how many weeks or months or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like four years or something. <laughs> something like that. I, I'm yeah, not, a long time. I'm not even going to figure it out. Well, I've been on for four years, so it's longer than that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're old and washed up. You've got nothing better to do with your time anyway. I know, right? <laughs> what else am I going to do on a Saturday night besides sleep? Oh, God, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, let's not do that right now. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, I mean, uh, the the point being is that, you know, I got to thinking earlier, uh, earlier this week as, as we're coming up on to, uh, you know, doing the show and, uh, realizing, oh shit. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta come up with a, uh, I gotta come up with a topic. I, I gotta think about this. I, <laughs> I gotta get back to work. And, and I, and I say that tongue in cheek because this, there is a certain point about this, that, that is kind of work. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of it really isn't, but I think about, uh, I thought about some of the other folks that have been, part of this community with us that aren't at this point, you know, the, like, um, Bobby and Ms. Ashley and Susie and Bill from Barroom Atheist and no religion required. 
Mm-hmm. Now, nothing's happened to them other than, you know, Bobby still doesn't have a piece of finger. Uh, the, it's just that they they stopped doing their shows because, well, reasons. You know, everybody's got their reasons for uh, why they do or do not do whatever show. And remember, they're never under any kind of obligation. They don't owe us a show. Never do. But, you know, I, I miss them. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to extend the, uh, I need to extend to them to see about getting them, you know, on with us once in a while. If, if, if they're really up for it. I miss having cash. And Professor Steven, uh, last I saw Steven's doing well. Uh, I do see posts every once in a while from, uh, from cash. Um, he's, he's doing well for himself. He's, he's, he's okay. Um, but he's the, he's the one that really, you know, really got us started. And let's see who, uh, Callie Wright is still doing and still doing a good job of it. And I'm, 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 very proud. I'm very glad for that. Uh, Tris Ramon is still doing. Um, I forget who the hell else uh, was all part and parcel of the whole, you know, the the gang with all that. I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to seeing if we can't mentor a couple of other folks, believe it or not. You know, a long time ago, the question was, how many, how many atheist voices, how many skeptical voices, how many voices should we have out there? And the answer is always been all of them. And I know we don't exactly talk on completely atheist topics uh, or, or completely skeptical topics. Uh, I try. It gets really boring sometimes to just do the the atheist thing all the yeah. time. It's tough because I mean, there's a certain point where even we atheists are just like, you know what? Don't don't do this one again. I mean, really, we know. Just just move on to something else. But um, maybe we see if we can't find a way of kind of mentoring a couple of folks. I think that would be really cool. I think that would be really cool. So we see. We see. Maybe maybe we get a little bit more... Uh, maybe we see about getting a little bit more cross-pollination going on again. Who knows? You know, maybe... Maybe... Maybe maybe we get Susie and Ms. Ashley instead of the boys. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We could stir up some trouble. <laughs> that would be worth it. Yeah. But speaking of, you know, people that we've lost. Um, <sighs> yeah. Tracy Harris. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, there was some drama with the you know atheist community of Austin. And I'm not going to go into specifics. But she's... Yeah, you know, did her last uh, 
conference speech at Kentucky Free Thought. She's done. She's moved on. Okay. Um, fill me in after the show. Sure. Okay. Because I, I, you can probably guess. <laughs> no clue. That's stutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Jen Peoples as well. Uh, they're they're done. Okay. And that's really sad. Um, no more atheist experience. No more, you know, none of that. They just said we're done. Okay. Uh, she was we, a very important voice, you know. In my opinion, Tracy. She's very intelligent. Yeah, uh, we had uh, we had Tracy on. Uh, episode. Yep, episode one hundred. You know, that's that's something else. That's something else. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe I should see about that in a couple of weeks uh, about having uh, another all ladies show, because I mean, we haven't done that since. Yeah. Uh, well, for episode 300, maybe I can talk her into coming on for that and tell her it doesn't have to be a topic that's atheist related. We can talk about whatever she wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But I'd love to have her back on. We could talk about polyamory <laughs> too. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Uh, all right, we'll 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 kind of kick that around a little bit a little bit later because there, there's there's got a bunch of possibilities. Um, yeah. What would you like to see have happen? Well, I would like to see um, a foot up Mike Pence's ass. Yeah, that's that's. I think well, we don't yeah, like to see good. that. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see Mike Pence just go. Okay, this is too much. I'm out here and fail. I would love to see that. Uh, join the um, club. Because uh, yeah, um, I'm, <laughs> fuck Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, you know, we're still reeling from some of the damage that he did while he was governor here. And still. Still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at least it looks like the. Uh, Funerals for fetuses thing got shot down. Can't so imagine why. <laughs> I mean, that was that was crazy. And simple cremations around here are twelve hundred ninety five dollars. And you know what are they going to do? Start cremating tampons because you know a lot of people miscarry before they even know they're pregnant. That's why we had the whole periods for pence thing here. <laughs> <laughs> just to check in with them, let them know we started our periods and everything's fine. You know what? Send send them all to the uh, the, uh, the UPS center in uh, Indianapolis. Fly it to LAX and then fly it over Sydney and just airdrop it because I mean everything's on fire there anyway. Just jump well, on yeah. fire and just be done with it. I just I, I hope that they can get their wildfires under oh, control. Tell me about it. But one I good monsoon, feeling- man. One good monsoon. Yeah, but I have a feeling that this is going to be the new normal. Uh, if it, if there's anything normal about it, um, you know, they're still in a drought. Temperatures there are hotter than normal, and and you know, if you, if it's hotter, then it dries out things more, and it causes more wildfires. And they're even having fires causing their own storms, which is throwing down lightning and starting more fires. It's really crazy. Yeah. I had never heard that phenomenon before, but apparently it's a thing. 
Yep. Uh, Alice Springs. Uh, right now they are at 36 Celsius, which mm-hmm. puts it at uh, 96 freedom units. Yeah, there was one place, I can't remember, it was, I think, somewhere near Queensland. A couple of days ago, it got up to 50 Celsius, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Sydney is lucky right now. Sydney's at 19 Celsius. Ooh, nice. Yeah, 67 uh, Fahrenheit. So, yeah, they're comfortable at least. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see, Sydney, uh, where else? Uh, Brisbane. But Brisbane's been having a hard time with fires, too. I have a friend who lives in Brisbane and uh, they ended up heading to Germany in, you know, until this is over and probably going to lose their house. Yeah. Brisbane right now is uh, 25 Celsius, uh, 77 Fahrenheit. So again, they're in okay shape, but I mean, let's face it. Australia's on fire. There's, there's mm-hmm. no two ways about it. There's just, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's just hellacious. So I'm hoping that, you know, that it's taken care of. Um, I really, really, really hope that the permafrost starts freezing again and stops thawing. That would be great. That would be really nice. Um, hoping just, that my husband gets another job this year. That would be great. That Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Joseph, did you get back? You, you had stepped away. He's still muted. He's yeah. muted. Well, he he kind of does that. Joseph, are you there? He's not back here. Okay, fine. Um. Yeah. And, and by, by the way, as an aside, right now over, here, you know what? Screw this. We'll do. We'll do it this right, way. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to try to read more books this year, and got a whole stack that look really interesting. Yeah, hold that thought one second. Hey, Google. What's the current weather in Buffalo, New York? Currently in Buffalo, it's five degrees with showers. Sunday, there'll be snow showers with a high of five and a low of minus three. There is currently a high wind warning in effect. Due to current wind conditions, it feels like it's one. Reminding me that's in Celsius. Yeah, I was wondering. I thought. Yeah, which means that all of the... All the temperatures are above freezing. Mm-hmm. This is Buffalo in the it's middle not... of goddamn winter, and it's raining. Uh-huh. I mean, same thing here. Uh, you know, it's not supposed to be in the 60s. No. Here, I mean, we haven't gotten... We've gotten below freezing a couple of times, but usually this time of the year, our temperatures run... And this is going to be in freedom units, but, you know, minus 12, minus 15. Yeah. Uh, with a high of, like, 5. Yeah. Um, so this is just really not normal for us. Yeah, you know what? I didn't look up. Sweet mother of the apocalypse. I finally looked up Yellowknife. Holy shit, Yellowknife is actually seasonable right now. They're at minus 41. 
Ooh, that's cold. It, it is, but that's seasonable at least. And before anybody gives me crap about it, it's pretty much the same on either scale at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's pretty much where they're supposed to be. I mean, it would not be... It would actually not be surprising if it was closer to minus 60 Celsius this time of the year. So, you know, <laughs> yay. But I think looking at the extended outlook... Um... Yeah, for like the next couple of months. I think it's still supposed to be above normal here and wet. Yeah. And uh, feel us, yeah, where uh, where our friend Roxy is up in Alaska, minus nine Fahrenheit. So, yeah, it's cold, but if memory serves, it's still not seasonable cold. I'm pretty sure it should be, should normally be colder than that. And Stephanie's got it, you know, climate change outgoing stream dip down again. <sighs> Sorry about that. But again, climate change is beyond the tipping point, in my opinion. We need to concentrate mm-hmm. on mitigation. Yep. Yeah. And oddly enough, um, one thing that is saving us right now is all of the pollutants from the coal. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's bad to have them, but they're acting as an umbrella right now and, you know, ca- uh, causing something called global dimming. And if you'll remember uh, after 9-11, when they took the airplanes down for three days, yep, the temperature here rose one degree Celsius from not having, you know, the cover from the contrails and things like that. Um, so if all of that pollution were to suddenly stop, then we would heat up even faster. Yeah. So we've got a, a little damned bit. Damned if we do, damned if we don't. But we could still reduce, you know, some of the damage and at least spare, you know, some life here. But, you know, we're trying, I, we, you know, cannot continue as we are. You know, especially with other people getting the same quality of life that we have in the States and in the UK and things like that. I mean, we don't have a right to tell them that they can't have air conditioning and cars and things like that. Yeah. We were never meant to you know, carry 8 billion people on the planet. I mean, that's just too many. Well, I don't, I don't know if that is the case or not. And I'm I'm saying that not not because I disagree, as it may. If it comes down to a matter of uh, how much power we need, it's not that. No, 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 Uh, I I I got you. The big thing that that's going to get us is loss of habitat, Mm. and you know, clear cutting the Amazon and things like that too. Um, have more land for food production and things like that. Uh, there's 150 to 200 species a day that go extinct. Some of them, we have no idea what they are. And loss of habitat is why, and that's what will get us as loss of habitat. And that's not sustainable. <laughs> can, uh, I, can I just go yeah. on record as saying that... Um, the uh, the leeches that basically look like they're giant earthworms that 
swallow earthworms from their head to their tail, those can mm-hmm. just go ahead and die the fuck out as far as I'm concerned because they're creepy. They are super creepy. Well, I mean, they they <laughs> they probably serve as a as a food source for something else. I don't, but... I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Have you have you ever yeah, seen but... one of these things? No, and I probably don't want to because I'll have nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, people, we already have climate refugees. I don't know, man. I mean, look at the people in Paradise, California. They're climate refugees. And people in the Solomon Islands that are having to relocate, they're, you know, they can't go back home. Yeah. Stephanie's also got another one. The Amazon was clear-cut farmland before the arrivals of the Europeans. They brought diseases, which wiped out the locals. The Amazon reforested, and the world temperature dropped. I think a good portion of it has really got to do with how much. Well, Bolsonaro is just like, just cut it all down, burn it all, sell it all. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's a whole... You know, as with so many other things, the the nuance is in the dosage. You know? How much was, how much was clear-cut? Because, I mean, it's a big difference between, you know, two acres versus 20 acres. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that Stephanie knows full well, I'm, I'm, I'm not ragging on you at all. Handle on, on some of them really do. Well, I'm looking forward to the activists and, you know, the kids who are bringing change and beating people over the head to get it. Uh, good for them. I'm proud of them. Yep. And uh, just mm-hmm. before we uh, sign off, by the way, uh, jo- and, you know, I'm I'm getting a little concerned because Joseph's not back just yet. Uh, the uh, the other thing I was going to say, by the way, was um, with the way that things have been going, can you imagine what the incredible outpouring of screaming and yelling would be if suddenly? Every Democrat went out and bought guns and ammunition. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That would make people scream. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be a we're going to hold we're going to hold Civil War Part 2, but just the whole, you know, I think that would be I think that would be adorable to watch the whole well 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 you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or have all of the African Americans Yeah how great would it be it. to have the Black Panthers you know open, everywhere open carrying in the states that allow it everywhere people would lose their shit You know it I know it Yep. And I would love to see that. I would too. I would love to see that. All right. We're we're just about out of time and I want to see about getting out on time this time. Uh Joseph Bitey Stretch, are you there, sir? One ringy dingy. Hello. 
too really he, he might he might have he might have uh, fallen back asleep because I mean he he's been gone a little while. He had a pee emerge having we pulled it off. Yep, and the stupid thing is have a hard time staying connected again. Okay, now see now. Mm, okay. The problem is not CPU. The problem is outgoing uh, outgoing speed. And... Yeah. So now... Now YouTube is going ahead and giving me crap and saying, Hey, by the way, uh, you, you've got a... You've got a poor data coming through. And I, I know, I know. But it's it's fine now. You're getting the whole dang thing now. What the hell? Whatever. It'll 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 go away. Anyway, um what last item do you want to drop in here before we uh before we go ahead and close up shop? Mm, I can't really think of anything <coughs> besides fuck Mike Pence. Yeah. I, I think uh, we can, I think we agree on that one. So yeah, as uh, as I'm the whole to uh, being a delegate. Yeah. That'll happen. All right. Yeah, um, you know, instead of, you know, be sitting in my chair and, and bitching about how screwed up things are, I'm doing at least a little something to try to fix it. Doing what I can as one person. A little so, bit here, yeah. a little bit there. Good. Oh, and my warning from YouTube finally went away that said, hey, you've got buffering going on for your people who are watching. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. And I have to thank. Professor Steve and, um, and heretic woman, even though she's no longer with us, um, you know, for steering me your way. And thank you for giving me a place to say stuff. <laughs> for anybody that didn't, uh, uh, that doesn't know or doesn't remember, when, when Bridget was going to be joining us or, or approached me to see about joining. I gave her shit. I really did. <laughs> yes. But, and I know that she will back me up on this. I did the right thing for the right reason. My, <laughs> my whole thing was, um, if there's going to be a problem with you doing it, I want to know up front. And if it's going to put you into any kind of a, 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 situation where by that and I would not change a damn thing because I cared way too much more about your well-being than you yelling and screaming over here and getting yourself into trouble yeah I'm glad it's turned out the way that it has thank you thank you Try one more time. Joseph, are you there that you can say goodnight or have anything to say? Because, I mean, beep, beep. Okay, I'll take that as a, I'll take that as a no. All right, last item to, uh, uh, to get us out of here really quickly. It's a new year. I don't do this whole new year, new you thing. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't put up with that anymore. I will say that there are certain parts about me that um, 
I'm finally accepting and realizing how broken I have been for 15 years. For the last five years, probably, in particular. I've been hurting for a very, very long time. And the last couple of years, it's fair to say that um, I didn't care. That's that's a really hard thing for me to, to, to admit to. And I know that um, I know that there are people who are probably uh, kind of going, well, you kind of knew that. Um, no. No. No, you haven't. I am not making a New Year's resolution. I don't I don't do that. And I'm not going to make a promise. I'm not going to make an oath. I am going to say I'm going to try. I'm going to try. As much as on the inside I don't feel worthy, as much as I don't think that I am deserving of moving on, I will try. And it is not going to be an easy thing. I'm not saying this because I want you guys to do anything about it. I'm saying it because I want you guys to know that I want to try. So, for whatever that's worth, I think now's about as good a time as any to go ahead and get our... Uh, collective tokuses out of here um Bridget thank mm-hmm. you uh as always um I wish you peace of course because of everything going on and uh you have yourself a, a restful evening and well I was gonna say you know stay warm but the way things are going right now I don't think there's much of a choice on that matter right now for you yeah, it's just really, really humid. Yuck. Uh, well, if anybody wants to find me, you can send me a friend request on uh, Facebook under Bridget Fitch 10. I think it's 10. Um, I'll be on Beyond the Trailer Park Monday at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. I'm not sure exactly what the topic is going to be yet. I think that we're going to do a retro of last year um, since we haven't done that yet and uh, you can find me on my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com thank you um joseph are you there to at least say good night no he's not all right that's fine so on uh, on joseph's behalf you know 
Thank you everybody for being with us. Hope that you have a, a good week and we'll be looking forward to uh, see you next time on my behalf, of course, for us all. Thank you for being with us. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get the audio version, Dallin is the one that uh, takes care of that. Take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. The, uh, the, uh, the, the link is over on the left-hand side of the page, so you can follow that. If you want to contact us or follow us on any of the various social media, holycrapthevlogcast.com has got all the information for you over there. Plus, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, the phone number for that is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And um, we'll be back again next week, you know, provided that, uh, you know, we don't start World War Three inadvertently in the meantime. <sighs> no I know. kidding. I know. That whole thing is just scary. We'll uh, we'll see what we'll end up talking about uh, at that point. Um, thank you for being with us through all of this. Having a couple of weeks off has really helped me kind of recuperate myself. So thanks for putting through with all this stuff. So with that, it's time for us to uh, go ahead and get on out of here. So, folks, take care of yourselves and most importantly, be safe with the weird up and down with the weather. Remember, even if you didn't take physics, your car does not like black ice. No, it doesn't. No, don't do physics experiments with coefficient of drag and black ice. You will lose every time. Please remember that. Please be <laughs> safe. So until the next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Take care of yourselves. And like I said, it's fifth. No, it is 14 and a half years later. I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you and I miss you. You dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.